Hello my friends, I am here today a little bit nervous to talk to you because I feel like this subject might be a little bit controversial. We've been working towards this tentatively as we've discussed some of these last couple things on how our current Christian culture as we know it may not be what the New Testament church looked like. And that's because of the different things that the that we've gone through, the Roman Catholic Church, and then now a bunch of these uh, reformations that have happened. So hopefully I can talk to you in grace. I am still learning these things and I hope that you hear my heart behind these words because today we are going to talk about the law and I say that hesitantly because for me still in my brain when I hear the law I hear legalism and I hope that I can communicate to you the difference between the two and that the law is actually something that we should be delighting in and that's something that God created that is wonderful and it's perfect. So bear with me. I hope that you carry on. We have a lot of scriptures to go through. So pull out your Bible, pull out whatever translation you like. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Um, I'm definitely finding that I'm enjoying the web version and especially the web messianic version because it uses the name Yeshua, which is Jesus's actual name. So, oh, I guess here we go. So there, there is a movement um, called the Torah movement. I don't know if you've heard about it. We've I've kind of mentioned it here and there, but the general idea is the realization that the Torah that God created might still be for us as followers of Jesus and as those grafted into the lineage of Abraham. It might still be for us today. And I'd like to explore that with you in hopes of, I guess, getting you to try to search out the same things. So instantly you might be like, well, God abolished or Jesus abolished the law when he died on the cross. And there are hints of that in Romans. But Romans really needs to be looked at in depth because when Paul is talking to them, he says even that he is talking to people that know the law. So I would love to discuss Romans more with you, um, hopefully in some future podcasts, and kind of explore that and look at that. But today we are not just going to take those passages but look at the Bible as a whole, which is something that we're gonna do, that we have to do. God never changes, right? Um, Look at the Bible as a whole and see what it says through the whole thing about God's law and his covenant. 
so we start, I talked about this last time, but in case you missed it, we start with what Jesus said from his own lips. Matthew 5, verse 8. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. What does fulfill mean? Fulfill means to make whole or make complete, um, just like a, a cup when you fill it up you're getting a full cup from a half cup so you're getting more of that you're not you're not getting rid of it you're fulfilling it so to make complete to fulfill him for truly i say to you until heaven and earth pass away not an iota not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished therefore whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them from teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So those sound like pretty serious words from Yeshua. Uh, as we continue on at the very end of Matthew, which is so good, and he he says the great commission to his disciples which is then transferred to us. Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So clearly, to Yeshua, the commands are important. And he says he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, to complete it, to make it so that we are now under grace and we no longer, he is the ultimate sacrifice, right? He, he is the grace offered so that we as Gentiles that are not technically his promised people can now be grafted in and we now get the same grace and it's so wonderful and it's so amazing so let's just move back to psalms quickly because i just want you this has just been so strong on my heart that just the beauty of the law because in my mind, like I said, it's been about legalism and it's been burdensome. And honestly, I just, I wanna say, if you are a follower of Yeshua, you follow God, you love God with all your heart, you're reading the word, you're praying, chances are you're following his commands because like they're written on our hearts, right? And the 10 commandments, don't don't kill don't commit adultery like those are all in there as standard ones but the few that we maybe are in question like i talked about last time was the sabbath which is action saturday and keeping holy and that also includes his holy days which i don't know about you but i really haven't learned about in mainstream church we talk about a little bit like i know about hanukkah i know about passover actually for me and my family we started doing passover together uh, about 10 years ago because i studied the tabernacle 
and how every single thing in it correlated to Jesus and like it was a foreshadowing everything in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of Jesus and the prophecy and like it's so rich and so good and once I learned about that I couldn't find a reason that we shouldn't be celebrating Passover as a holy day together so that's something that we started as a family so I feel like same thing it's been written on our hearts like it's there and when I read about these holy days these sabbaths they're there and they're like they're so rich and they're so good and they're all a foreshadowing of the times to come of Jesus returning like it's so amazing and they're for us and I hope that you understand that the, the Feast of Tabernacles is coming up soon. I'm trying to learn about it. I don't know what it's going to look like for us this year, but I'm learning about these things because they have not been done away with like we've thought, but they are still holidays. They're still Sabbaths and they're for us. So that's one of the commandments. And then the idol thing. The idol thing is tricky, especially in North America. But you shall have no other gods before me. Make no graven Im images. And we can think, well, sure, I don't make any gods made out of gold. But there's a chance that we hold some idols in our hearts. Anyways, I just want to encourage you that, like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not talking about the laws made by men even like the pharisees even jesus came and and he did healing on the sabbath and he was ridiculed and they did not like that he did not follow the laws made by land by men he came to expose those but there are laws or commandments made by god and those are beautiful and my soul just sings from them and it's they're God's best for us he created us he knows what is best for us so I hope I hope you hear my heart with this because if we can read this and not get those pricklies in the back of our neck like I feel like I get um, and realize that the law is good and it's not burdensome it's so good that's gonna help so Psalm 18, 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, in keeping them there is great reward. So he's just saying that they're so good. They are nourishment to my soul. They are amazing. A quote from this out of Egypt book that I've been reading in chapter two, when Israel was serving God and walking in his ways, these other nations had no chance of standing against them and their God. 
So there is something so true about when we walk in his ways. And let's talk about that just a little bit more. So we read Psalms and the goodness of it. We read Matthew and what Yeshua said about it. Um, Romans talks about it and like that it's about grace for sure and that are we to continue in sin so that grace might may abound by no means how can we who died to sin live in it do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into christ were baptized into his death we are buried therefore with him in baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And in Ephesians, so so what I'm not saying is that, you know, obeying the law is what saves us. So please hear me on that. We are saved by grace. We are saved through faith. We are saved through Yeshua and his work on the cross he is the ultimate sacrifice and we are saved through that i'm not saying that the law is what saves us but i'm saying that what i'm learning is that following it and following his commands and rejoicing them are what's right and true for us just like it says by by faith alone sorry i'll read that later so ephesians by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not of your own doing it's the gift of god not a result of work so that no one may boast and so this is how we're saved is through faith and by grace But James later talks about um, the works. So yes, we are absolutely saved by grace, but it doesn't end there, right? We are told to repent, turn, to, to not sin anymore. That's like, we know that to be true. So all that I'm trying to do here is at least for my realization was to complete that piece of the puzzle that said okay yeah we're not supposed to sin anymore but what do we follow okay we're supposed to tithe but why is that more important than keeping the sabbath or like what does that look like in practicality and that piece of the puzzle was not complete for me in what i was learning sitting in mainstream evangelical church and so yeah James James 1 verse 22 but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like but the one who looks at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. It's 
So it's a perfect law. It's a law of liberty. It's so good. And we say that, okay, we believe in Jesus and that's all that we need. We, we just need grace. We just need Jesus. But we have to realize that as we read James 2, you believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Further down, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So, yeah, demons believe in Jesus. They know him. They know God. Is that what saves them? No. Faith apart from works is dead. So there, there is a next step in our faith. It's not just sitting there in grace so that more grace abounds by our sinning. There's a next step. And we are to walk in his ways. And we, we know this. Like This is already knowledge, is to walk in his ways. But what does that look like? So this is what I'm exploring, right? Um... So John, I'd like to end with because John explains it really, really well in that, um, why? Why do we do this? Why do we not just sit where we are and say, okay, we're saved through grace and we're just going to stay here and just wait for Christ to come? My little children, this is First John 2. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's our hope. This is amazing. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for only ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we know, we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. So that's the completion of the picture is that we do this to show that we are in him, to show that we love him, to show like this is how we get the fruit. In chapter five, by this we know that we love the children of God for we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. So good. So as we continue on, and this is why, like this is through the whole thing. The whole thing talks about his commands and following and what that looks like. So taking the whole picture of the Bible and when it says, and it even is in Revelations, in the end times it's in there. Revelations uh, starts with the woman and the dragon, Revelations 12. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who kept the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Yeshua. 
and continues on revelations 14 here's a call for the endurance of the saints that's us those who keep the commandments of god and their faith in yeshua and then it even ends the very end of revelations the very end of the bible this is our hope guys revelations 22 Blessed are those that do his commandments so that they may be that they may have the right to the tree of life and that they may enter the city by the gates. This is the complete picture. This is what I don't know about you, but this is what I was I feel like I was missing. I learned about the commandments. I learned about doing his his ways, but I didn't learn how complete the full Bible is on it and the why and how beautiful his commands are and how they are for our good and they're not burdensome and yeah so I know this was a long one I really wanted to keep it short and I really would like to explore because there are definitely some things that Paul said and I will recognize them that may be confusing and even Peter talks about how Paul can be a little confusing sometimes it's in it's in Peter second Peter um, so <laughs> I do want to address that but hopefully we can talk about that a little bit further in the future um, yeah I hope you hear my heart here and I hope that there's some clarity here and that the Holy Spirit just fills in some gaps where I am, where I know that I'm faulty and that you hear the love behind this message because this is exciting, exciting news. And this is for us and this is for us today. So love you all. Bye.